there's a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Why am I not the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? I mean, I want to see your face when you're asking this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Little man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went through my soul. Hey, I'm not surprised. Live from the Sports Lair, it's Wednesday night. Yes, it is. What is happening? First, we're going to start this party off just right. You like how I'm being censored right now? Look, look, I'm censoring myself. (laughs) Anyway... That's all you sung on my song. Don't get you no more. He is the one. Oh. Yep, I am the ass. This is Black and White Sports Live, Wednesday Night Live, every Wednesday night, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Just two guys talking sports. What is going on? Hey, this is going to be, this is going to be in a, a, what do they call it, explicit lyrics night. Hey, I got one number that is key for you right now, and that number is 14. Yeah, 14 more years. 14 does not stand for how many points you score, really. 14 more years until we get to get back at you. (laughs) 14 years, you got to take this ass whooping with you. (laughs) Hey, by the way, Danny White is in the building, (laughs) y'all. You guys see this. Hey, man, this is the night before Halloween. Danny White had to make an impression here. He had to dress to impress, folks. So um, I just had to do that, but I had anyway. to come out the shirt. Anyway, bit. anyway. So I am a bill for Halloween. He's a bill. He's a bill. You can't see it, but he's a bill. I'm a bill. But, um, yeah, Pathetic. awesome. Awesome new graphics you got there. I like how you got the uh, our affiliates and our brothers over at Checker Records hanging out down there. See, thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. He can't do that if he don't sing. Mm-hmm. At least I paid the bet off. Okay, we've had this conversation several times, and all three of you can suck it and take this <laughs> ass-whipping to the bank. 14 years. Uh-huh. And that's the end of it. Uh-huh. There. So. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, hey, great yeah. job on the graphics, man. That's hot. Thank you. Thank you. I'm hoping you guys like it, too. Uh, big shout-out to Anthony Caudill, uh with AC2 Skins. He's the one who helped us out with the new logo look, and we think it is fantabulous. Thank you, sir. 100%, man. Yes. And uh, we've already done things with it. so Yes, we it's, have. Um, it's pretty hot, you know, so if you – Got some graphic artwork that you need done. Once you go holler at them, and I'm pretty sure they can get some hooked up for you, and mm-hmm. you can be styling and profiling like we are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I believe that is uh, correct. 
That is correct. <laughs> we got a big show. Yeah. We got a big show. Here in a couple minutes, we got a uh, special guest, former UFC heavyweight in the house, Sean McCorkle. I'm going to call him by his nickname, Big Sexy. Damon's not going to call him that, but you know what? He's the one who flies the unicorn with the go blue, so ha. <laughs> 14. Yeah, anyway. 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 As both of our teams love to dash each other's national championship hopes. Yeah, right. Um, I feel that we were successful in one. Oh, you told you took us out completely. We're done. So we got one more. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, but real quick, uh, just want to let everybody know that if you are into the racing scene and anything that goes fast around corners that doesn't turn left, or they only turn left. That's not know. true. That's an oval. <laughs> On a road course, they turn right and left. Well, if you want to know anything about uh, how racing works and, you know, get into the heads of these drivers and uh, from a fan's perspective, go over and check our brothers, uh, Howdy and Tommy Boy over at Checkers and Wreckers, and they'll learn you everything about racing. Yes, they learned the black guy sitting next to me. He is all about open-wheel racing now. I'm all about carb day. <laughs> carb day. Fair I'm enough. I'm all about carb day. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, you know what? By the way, if you have a resume that you're trying to uh, redo, a cover letter, a, a an essay, an article, anything like that, check out Olivia Lee over at typo, typoedits.net. She will hook you up. And just wait. If you use the promo code BWSports1, You'll get 40% off. BW Sports 1 has a promo code. Yes, we do. We're big time. Yes. Somewhat. In our minds, we are. So go to Typo Edits. Do you have a promo code? Yeah. We do. We do. (laughs) Go to typoedits.net. Check out Olivia. Tell her we sent you. Use the promo code. Get 40% off. Fabulous. Yeah. And uh, she sold my house in less than eight hours. She helped us buy this house. Well, the first time we looked at it. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. Yeah. Um, so check out Super Agent Mary A. House, the Modulin Group. I hope I said that right. Modulin, 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 something like that. But check her out. And you can contact her. Oh, shoot. Well, getting there. Yeah. Hey, there you yeah. <laughs> You can contact her at 317-410-6456. That is 317 317- Four one zero six four five six. Yeah, he'll post, he'll put it up. Sure. It's uh, yeah, it's it's on the it's on the bottom of the screen. That's so right, it's on the bottom of the screen. So yeah, we got to scroll, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's what I said. The <laughs> the asterisk is over here, talking to the the uh, the the mom asterisk on the phone. And when she was talking to mom and man, she, I swear, my mom mom, asterisk mom, is not a good one. Mom asked. Ask mom. (laughs) (laughs) Something. She calls at the most opportune times, let me tell you. Well, isn't that what they do? Man. Uh, That's their purpose, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Jeez. So um, we got a lot to cover today, uh, but here shortly we do have a um, a special guest that we're going to have a phone conversation with. So if you are – Uh, really into the MMA scene, you're going to want to tune in for uh, the next 15, 20 minutes or so where we're going to live talk and we're going to get some questions in. Maybe we can get some uh, 
<laughs> Maybe we could get some uh, insight on uh, the the goings on in the MMA world, other than our ex fighter, ex promoter, ex fashion guru of the MMA scene, Mr. Dan Stevens. Yeah, hey, there's a big fight going on this Saturday. Big, I call it a mega fight. Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz, BMF title. For y'all that don't know what BMF stands for, I'm going to let it go for a little bit. You can figure it out. But I will warn you, this is probably a little bit of an explicit content show tonight because there might be some F-bombs, some dollars going in the jar. We'll be good, though. Yeah. So, might as well get it out of the way. Fuck. There you go. Dropping it (laughs) off. Sorry. So, while we're talking about this, you want to get him on the line? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and make that jingle go dingle. I am <laughs> calling. So, while as he's giving him a ringle, um, we'd like to say thank you for all who are joining in for us. It is awesome. Yep. Our fan base is growing, and we appreciate all of you guys tuning in to hear our chatter about sports. Yep. And right now, we have former... UFC heavyweight contender himself, Big Sexy Sean McCorkle. Sean, how we doing tonight, man? Doing all right. I just realized when I said hello, I probably messed up. I thought I thought you said the same until you talked. I thought you meant after I said hello, and I realized. Oh, no, that, that's all right. No, that's all right. You know what? We like live here. We like uh, the full, full you, full us, and that's what we get, and that's what we do with our show. So, hey, man. Fuck it all up. What's all good? Dude, we're the producers, <laughs> so if we, if we do it wrong, then it's right. Yeah. Right. Works out. So let, let's talk about real quick your uh, your career in MMA. I know, obviously, you're from Indianapolis. You started in the local scene. Um, tell us a little bit about your background in, in MMA for people that don't know. I actually um, it was one of those guys that uh, I was, you know, I played uh, basketball in college. I was super athletic for my size growing up. Um, always wanted to play football. My dad would never let me play. Uh, he said it's too dangerous. And um, he's dead now. He just said what's dangerous, right? But, um, well, that, that is true. That is true. And you know what? One of our good friends uh, lives right across the street from your parents' house. So I think actually her daughter ran your, the mailbox over that you had to fix a couple times. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't know who it was, but I heard her mailbox got ran over for sure. Yeah, so. yeah, that was her. But, yeah, my uh, my dad would never let me play football growing up because it was too dangerous, so he pushed me toward, you know, other sports. I played basketball. Um, I always thought I would be good. Like, I always watched UFC. always thought it would, you know, like everybody else, like, I'd probably be pretty good at that, but never thought about pursuing it. And sold my business when I was 28 years old for a ton of money, uh, despite what I reported to the IRS. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they get enough from us, right? Statue of limitations are good, bro. Right. <laughs> are you there? So I'm having a real hard time hearing you guys. Okay, hold on here. Let's. Uh, is this better? Can you hear us now better? Uh, barely. Like it's like an echo almost. Like really, mm. really the distance. It sounds like. Hmm. Let's let's work on this. Is it, you tell us? Is this getting better? No, I mean, it still no. It sounds like you're talking louder, but it's still just as soft. As weird as that sounds, like it's. Uh, hmm. I, don't, I mean, I can hear you. I just gotta be real. I don't know, cognizant of it, I guess. But uh, yeah, he never. Uh, my dad never really wanted me to play foot or played football so i played basketball instead sold my business when i was 28 started taking a jiu-jitsu class for fun and exercise and found out i was good at fighting on accident so so um, how'd you find it out 
Uh, just training with guys. Like I would start, you know, I, was, I went to jujitsu class and I submitted uh, the teacher, uh, uh-huh. like in second class, and he was like, you know, this black belt uh, Brazilian guy. I don't want to name any names. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I submitted him like the second class, and he was actually mad about it, saying, you know, how dare I embarrass him in front of his class? I'm like, dude, I don't even know. I don't. This is my second time ever. Like I didn't wrestle in school or nothing. You know, it's like I didn't. I just got him in a Kimura and he didn't submit him with it. And then he was embarrassed by it. Um, it's the first time he'd been submitted in the United States and blah, blah, blah. And he didn't believe I hadn't trained before. And then same thing, start boxing with guys. And then they can't believe I've never boxed before. Like, how long have you been boxing? I'm like, that was my first time. And they're like, no, they're like, really, how long? I'm like, this is literally the first time I've ever sparred, you know? Um, and so started doing it. I found out, uh, oh, he's like, he played like Happy Gilmore when, uh, you know, Adam Sandler hits a 400 yard drive and he never tried before. Like, it's kind of how it was. Like, I was pretty good naturally and they tried to talk me into fighting uh jake o'brien and um uh, chris lyle said you should fight sometime and at that time i was loaded i had a bunch of money i was like you guys are crazy man. i'm like i wouldn't do that for 500 bucks or you guys are nuts and right uh decided to do it one time just to say i had done it and started doing well at it and then uh i actually hate fighting but everything came along with it was great so <laughs> it's a weird uh i don't miss the actual fighting part but sometimes i miss the uh the, the doors that open and just the, i don't know even the even the camaraderie with the guys you know like training with guys and stuff like some of my best friends i met doing that you know and right yes you get pretty close to a guy with him laying between your legs to go <laughs> that is true i mean you gotta i guess like him somewhat yeah, I had a Dustin Neese. I don't know if you guys remember him. Dustin yep. Neese used yep. to uh, tickle me to get out of submissions. And I told him, this is because <laughs> I'm, I'm extremely ticklish, like extremely. So he found that out. So he's, I'd have him and something start tickling. I'm like, dude, stop, that's getting weird. You know what I mean? I don't want to be tickled. Like, yeah, maybe that's, late. Not that's the part that got weird, the tickling. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it was, it's a weird, I don't know, it was a weird thing, but uh yeah, uh, but anyway, just found out, and uh, it was, I mean, long story really short, um, I did it six times, but 6-0, and oh, I hadn't fought anybody very good, but hurt my back, didn't fight for a couple of years, and then uh, ended up getting divorced and losing everything I owned, um, and so at that point, I was fighting for money because I had enough of a following of friends, I could get a couple grand to fight locally, um, and uh, I was doing that until I figured out what my next move was, and the UFC called me one night. Uh, when I got to 9 or 10 and 0, they called me and was like, hey, do you want to fight UFC when uh, we come to Indianapolis uh, in September? And I was like, not really. And uh, they uh, couldn't believe I didn't, didn't want to do it, and I was like, I just uh, – <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm just getting beat up for $3,000, you know? Right. And uh, we talked about money a little bit, this and that. And I said, well, who am I going to fight? And they were like, well, it'll be another first-time UFC guy, whoever it is. We don't know yet. And I was like, well, that's fair. I just want to get served up to somebody, you know? And then two weeks later, they sent me the battle agreement with Mark Hunt um, yep. on the uh, on the battle agreement. And I was, I called uh, my agent, who was Monty Cox at the time. I called him up. I said, hey, I know this is like Mark Hunt from Iowa or something. Like, that's not the one from K1 and Pride, right? And he's like, uh, no, it is, but. He's not very good on the ground. I was like, yeah, but he's really good sticking up. <laughs> right. He hits kind of hard. <laughs> What's that? He hits kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, on occasion. Yeah, that's what I told him. I said, I've seen him actually punch a few dudes kind of hard in the face. And uh, I couldn't believe it, but I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? If I got to if I gotta lose, at least I can lose somebody with a huge name. I don't want to go out there and lose somebody with a no-name, you know? So, right. And then you um, did, then he, then he break his arm. I just didn't. I thought I could have had an easier first fight, you know? Right. Just in the first one, so. And then he break uh, his arm. Did that, and. It all worked out for me. So. Yeah, because that's when you submitted him, right? Yeah, yeah. I ended up uh, breaking his arm in about like a minute three into it. And uh, well, at least nervous I ever was for a fight, believe it or not, because I was like, it seemed so surreal. I was like looking around and thinking, I can't believe I'm about to fight Mark Hunt in the UFC in front of 20,000 people on Spike TV, you know what I mean, or whatever. Right. Like, in, like I was fighting at eight seconds. 
three months before that, you know, the second saloon, you know, so yeah. um, it was crazy. And uh, I actually was convinced I was going to win, absolutely convinced until the first time he hit me. Uh, <laughs> what, what's the, what's the, the... He hit me, I thought, holy hell, man, right. like I like backed up. And then second time he connected, wasn't even a flush, but it felt like a sledgehammer hit me in my face. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh, I remember thinking at that time, I am in here with the wrong dude. Like I literally remember thinking that during the fight, you know, I stepped in here with the wrong dude tonight. And then, uh, <laughs> I ended up uh, pulling guard and um, tried to sweep him, tricked him into a sweep, and locked up a Camorra to a straight arm bar, and he wouldn't pass. So I just kept pushing it till his arm broke. And um, literally that night changed my life, man. I had 8,000 friend requests on Facebook the next morning. I was on the front page of UFC.com. Like, it was just 50,000 followers on Twitter all of a sudden. Like, it was just the craziest. Went from, like, nobody knowing who I was to, you know, literally in one night everything changing. So it right. was uh, – Got rid of all my old friends. Got new, famous, pretty, good-looking friends. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything changed that night. It was really, really weird. I just kind of got bitter about it after a while. How differently people treated me. You know, like all of a sudden, everybody wants to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants tickets. Everybody wants to corner you. Everybody wants you to come on their podcast on Wednesday night. Gosh, man, I, I can't stand those guys. Especially, yeah, right. especially one that's dressed up as a Michigan fan, and the other one's got his Halloween costume as an Eagles fan. So, right, you know, yeah, especially those two a-holes. Uh, tell me about it, man. I uh, sit next to that guy, that one guy, every Wednesday night. He's ridiculous. Man, it's bad that he's got to deal with it for fourteen more years. <laughs> oh, I've been. Uh, people have been begging me to do a podcast forever. I'm finally getting it set up. I bought the equipment and did stuff. Um, so I'm getting ready to get it rolling, but I'll tell you what, man, it's more work than you realize it is. Yeah, like, it is. Uh, I'm sure you guys know, you know, it's like, uh, as I'm getting set up and stuff, and it's not as easy as it seems too. like, I've done a couple of practice ones where I'm just, you know, talking to my son or whatever, making sure I got the equipment working and all this and that. And I like, listen back to it. I'm like, man, that wasn't really that funny. Like we talked for 10 minutes. I didn't have any good ones at all. Like, and, <laughs> so, so, so is this a comedian podcast? With that. Is it going to be like a comedy podcast? Uh, I'm just going to do uh, – my plan is I want to um, befriend Joe Rogan and uh, use his uh, leech onto him and have him make me famous like Brandon Shaw. I was going to say, isn't uh, that what somebody uh, else did? <laughs> yeah, I actually just want to – I'm going to do just a podcast. It's going to be some uh, some about fighting, some about just whatever. I mean, I'll have different people on. I got Matt Mitrione's going to be my first guest. Yeah, I, you guys uh, are real good friends. I right? usually magic together, so – yeah. I'm um, gonna do. I don't know a little bit of everything, but I want to uh, just see where it leads. I'm eventually gonna switch it to a video podcast. Okay. Um, I just want to uh, make sure I know. I don't want to start off too big and start off putting in too much money into something and then uh, not be able to keep up with it. So, um, but I mean, a lot of people, man. Uh, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are making any money, but I know that. I mean, Joe Rogan. Not that I will ever reach that level of success, but he's making. I heard fifty thousand dollars a podcast at this point. Oh yeah, that, so, that guy's banking on his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if I could even make. Uh, 500 a podcast eventually i'd be thrilled you know right. like that would be amazing you know so that's uh like i mean it's something to reach for but it's uh obviously he has huge name guests on and things like that but oh, yeah. it's uh yeah i don't know I, I've, I've often thought about going to stand up comedy i don't like being in front of people but i'm usually decent at writing jokes and stuff so thought that might be a good way to get started into it too um i did stand up one time i can't really necessarily repeat the story um uh, <laughs> why is that friend. Well, I have a girlfriend, and the story is very... Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I got you. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, you'll have to tell me that one off air. Yeah, that changes. Yeah, I had to do with, uh, long story short, uh, this guy messed up my entire set, and so 
I ended up telling a story about the first time I slept with a girl who was in the crowd with her there, you know? Oh. <laughs> I sat in the front row, and it was the most ridiculous story of all time, and she just happened to be there. Uh-oh. And so the guy messed up. He introduced me as a former UFC fighter, and he wasn't supposed to say that because I was going to pretend to be a horse jockey for my first couple jokes because it would be ridiculous at my size to be a horse jockey, right? That would have been funny. So, um, it, was, it was a lame way to start it, but it went into some freaking jokes. Well, when he... He named me his former UFC fighter. I was like, okay, well, that just messed up my first and second joke, which messed up my third and fourth. Uh-huh. You know, I, just, I didn't know where to go. I got nervous. There's a couple hundred people there. I was opening for Adam Hunter, if you guys know who he is, the uh, MMA roasted comedian. He's real into the UFC world. Um, but opening for him, and uh, so I got up there, and I got kind of nervous. I looked around, and I saw that girl earlier in the night, and I was like, it'd be funny if uh, people really knew the story about me and her. It ended up with her biting me in an inappropriate place and then get punched in the face. Um, <laughs> so, um, it was really it was an odd night. So, um, but uh, yeah, but you'll up, have uh, those. You know, you'll yeah, have those at, at your at your stature. You're going to have those weird nights. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's what you know. I'll tell you what. I mean, that's another thing I was not ready for. Some of the stuff. Everyone wants me to write a book that I talk to and stuff. I'm like, I don't think I would want my kids to read it. You know, I, was, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't, you know, like the stuff. Some of the stuff. I mean, I hung out with R. Kelly one night. Man, that was that was a. <laughs> I literally one night was at, I found myself at R. Kelly's studio. Uh oh. And um, it's a long story, but he's having a party there, and he comes in dressed like Zorro, like literally dressed like Zorro. Everything but the sword has the mask and the hat, and I'm like, it's not Halloween. Like I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Or why he's dressed like Zorro? Um, but he's the pie piper. Uh, <laughs> talking to him, so he's like, uh, he asked me how I stay looking so young, because I told him I remember his first uh, his first. Uh, cd that came out he said man you ain't that old and i said no i really am i was like 37 at the time yeah. he was how you stay looking so young and i said human growth hormone and uh he started <laughs> cracking up i was like no really i really do it's like hgh if i stay looking so young and uh he's like you're crazy or, that's the voice i do for R. kelly but he uh so he told me that and i said the question is how do you stay looking so young and man, i said you don't look uh you know, look a day old, older than, you know, 25 or whatever. And I'm thinking he's going to say black don't crack or, you know, one of the cliche things or whatever. <laughs> and he just stares off into the distance and says, I just stay on stage, nigga. Sorry to drop the end by my <laughs> And he just looked off the distance and I looked off with him. I'm like, what are we looking at? You know, like off in the distance. But, uh, that was how he stays looking so young. So I love it. I thought he was going to say something about his 15-year-olds. <laughs> You know I mean? yeah, no, Did you uh, check ID was, while you, you were there? Looking so young, hanging around girls that look so young. Because there was a bunch of young kids looking like that in that studio that night. Yeah, yeah. I would suggest you got right out of there, too. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, the funny thing was, it was so funny. He had a bar, he had a guy there being a bartender. It was just a friend of his. And they were charging $10 a drink. And the dude would just pour you, like, he didn't mix it or do anything. He just pour, like, in the cup and then pour, like, I don't know, it wasn't like professional, but he still charged you 10 bucks at a party for a drink. And he wasn't an official bartender, just one of his friends. Oh. I was like, it's 10 bucks? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay. So I gave it to him. And then um, the, all of a sudden, the lights come on, like the music stops, everything's weird. All of a sudden, you see a bunch of people doing cocaine because the lights are on now and everybody's trying to hide it. Right. And, uh, it gets awkward because something happened with their power system. The lights come on, and some girl, it's dead silent. Some girl starts singing, I believe I can fly. Me and him are standing there talking to each other, at each other. It gets really awkward for both of us. You know what I mean? Because this girl's singing and everybody's looking at her and she's like, she gets through the first verse of the chorus and everybody's like, oh, yay. Like kind of claps for her a little bit. And then she starts the second verse. Like, you know, she wasn't going to end like on the first verse. She just kept going. And then every, I was so embarrassed. I, my face was probably blood red. Like, in the situation, just I was embarrassed for her, you know? And she had a terrible voice. And, uh, I was, came back on and it got less awkward, but yeah, he, uh, 
that was a weird night. There's a lot more that I can't talk about that happened that night too, for fear of my children will listen to it. But there was, yeah. a, yeah, was a strange. Uh, that was before the surviving Art Kelly thing came out, when there were only rumors he was a pedophile. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was before it was true. Uh, the rumors were <laughs> fact, but yeah. hey, before, yeah. before I mean, we, we all knew he was, but it wasn't necessarily <laughs> out there like it is now. So. Right. Well, before we let you go, uh, we want to hear your thoughts on this huge fight that's going on th- this weekend with uh, Masvidal and um, uh, Nate Diaz and the little. I feel that the little extra stir-up controversy since the fight wasn't getting the proper notification that it should have. And so, hey, let's throw this, the cleanest guy in the in the game, hey, he has a dirty drop. <laughs> and so let's bring right. let's bring 15,000 more people interested in it and get more subscriptions to ESPN+. Plus. I want to know your thoughts on that. Dude, you know, I don't put anything past him anymore. This USADA stuff has to go, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it is absolutely ridiculous. Like, um, like I mean, I understand they want a clean sport, but when I was in the UFC, everybody, probably besides Roy Nelson, was taking steroids. Um, I took human growth hormone the whole time I was in the UFC. I've told people that they can like it or not like it. Uh, but um, it, I was, you know, at the time, actually not while I was on it, but while when I, like, you'd have to go off about a month out or you would, uh, I would hold too much water weight. But, right. um Everybody was on steroids. I had a prescription for testosterone during the time, but I didn't know you could get the TRT exemption. I had no idea, so I just would go off of it two weeks out so I wouldn't test positive, um, even though I was getting it through a doctor, but um, same with the HGH. But I, um, the whole thing with that, I don't put anything past them. I think I don't, I don't think for a second that Nate did anything to cheat, but I don't. You know, it's funny when you say that. That I mean, stuff like that does stir up interest. The way I, I've heard Nate uh, Diaz called it the most unintentional genius that ever lived. But the way he handles stuff sometimes, like doing that, because he's going to look like a tear after if it comes out. It's going to be, oh, like an asterisk on the fight after that. You know? right, right. It's going to be, oh, yeah, but he was he was on some, he was just that. So for him to call it out ahead of time, because like you said, now everybody, it shines a big spotlight on the week out. Is the fight going to happen? Is it not? You know, um, everything got a bunch of more interest stirred up. But what do you guys think? I've got to think, I've got to think last week I'll beat them by decision, man, with the, uh, with just the cleaner boxing. I don't know. I've, I've gone back and forth because I, I bet on a lot of fights. And uh, with this one, I know he's a little bit favorite by the uh, bookmakers. But uh, what are your guys' picks for Diaz uh, Masvidal? I think Masvidal beats him by decision, but I'm changing my mind every 10 minutes on it. So, I don't know. Me, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Dan. Me, I like Nate. You know what I mean? I just – I like his swagger. I like the way he approaches it. I like the, the fact that it's hard to put him down. Like, you can beat him. I've seen fights where he's, you know, beat up, bloody, and then one, two, three, and it's a rat. He's going to hit you Perfect, with that yeah. three-piece. So I'm going to stick with Nate, you know. I don't know a whole bunch of names, but that's one I do know, and I like it, and I'm going to go with it. Okay. Well, I mean, Sean, I think that this is probably going to be one of the best fights or one of the better fights that we've seen in a long time in the UFC. Um, I have honestly been kind of – on the fence on who's going to win this but i've i've always been i've also been on the fence with the way mma is going nowadays you and i talked over text last week you know about the about the local scene that we'll kind of get into real quick before we cut off um but i think the local scenes bullshit has really taken effect into like dana white's head and you know the guy more than i do obviously but to me I just think that when they sold out, when they put the Reebok all over everybody, it screwed all the fighters. It screwed all the, the smaller businesses, you know, the no fear, the the tap out and all this and that and the other was big. But everybody else that wore, you know, you had stuff on your trunks that you couldn't wear anymore. That took money out of your pocket. And 
that's how I think about the sport now. Now, as far as the fight, I've always been a Diaz fan. I remember watching Nick, you know, when his when Nick was going at it with people. I've followed Nate since he since he's been up. However, I've followed Jorge Masvidal since he was at uh, Kimbo's backyard down in Miami. Right. And, man, he's tough. And I honestly, I'm going to have to disagree with your pick and go with Nate in the decision. Yeah, I think if I think if Nate wins, it would have to be by decision most likely, uh, and I think it'd be because he wears him down because Nate's cardio is insane. Yeah. But if George fights the way he has been fighting, you know, like a swinging, like George was always too uh, tentative in his fights. He was losing by decision. I was always like, I don't know what he's crying about. You, you barely went after it. You know, I mean, you may have struck the dude, but you weren't as busy, weren't as active. You know, and he wasn't gassed out. Right. So if you're not, if you're not that active and you're not too tired by the end of the fight, you don't have an excuse. You know, right. So, um, like, I, I've been going back and forth with it, man. I just don't uh, – I was under the impression, Masvidal, you know, I've met them both. Um, I've met Masvidal a couple times, and Nate I've actually hung out with a couple times. I was under the impression that Masvidal was considerably bigger than him until I saw the until I saw the stare down. You know, stand up, it looked like Nate was even a little bit bigger than uh, Yeah, it looked like he had a couple inches on him. Well, of course, everybody looks small to me, like I'm so much bigger than everybody they all seem. That, how, how tall are you, Sean, like, like six foot eight? Uh, about yeah, about six seven. Okay, uh, or so. Yeah, he's right around where um, I'm at. So yep, he's just a little. Between, bit if you're five nine to six two, you look about the same size to me. You know what I mean? Like it's typically. Hey, I completely agree yeah. with you. Damon I over here is five foot seventeen and a half, so he's right underneath you. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Everybody looks small at a certain certain uh, height. <laughs> yeah, it is. People say that they're like, "How tall was he?" I'm like five eight to six two. I, I don't know because you're. I'm like, hey, you're Ira. I had taller than everybody. So Two or three inches is hard to, you know, because most people can be like, oh, he's three inches taller than me or he's two inches shorter than me. But if they're a foot shorter than you to yes. eight inches shorter than you, what's the difference? You right. Know? So. right, right, right. I'm still looking down their boobs. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, real quick, Sean, I don't want to keep you that much longer. Um, I know you kind of took back over the LFC locally for a couple shows. Um, explain to people that's in the local regional scene what you're dealing with, what you come up against when you try to put on an MMA fight, not kickboxing or anything, but an actual MMA sanctioned fight. What what do you have to do? How many hoops do you have to go through to put on a fight like you did? Well, it's I mean, beside even the paperwork, which is a nightmare, and dealing with fighters trying to get them get their blood work, this and that or whatever, you've got um, a commission, which Joanna's commission, she's finally in charge, which I really like. She okay, like she's, yep. I remember her. Yep. It still is government stupidity, man. You've got, you've got. Okay, you got to have a, you got to have a, a EMT there, and they have to have actually two sets of EMTs in case one has to leave. Not if they leave, just in case one has to leave. So you got to have two sets of EMTs. So now you're in fifteen hundred before you've done anything. You got to have insurance, and it's got to be this kind of insurance. Now you're in another eighteen hundred. You know, so you're in thirty three hundred dollars before you've done anything. Um, you got to do this, got to do that. They decline matchups. I'll have a real good ticket seller. Nobody wants to fight, so I got to find a guy who's a journeyman who'll take the fight. Well, that's not a competitive matchup. If this guy's UFC level, he needs to find another UFC level guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't come cheap because you're raining a guy, you know what I mean, who's a guy who's trying to get to the UFC and a guy, but like two guys, both say a fight or two away from the UFC. Um, like I had, um, oh, what's his name fight for me? The kid, uh, Austin Tweedy. Oh, right? yeah. Yep. Um, he's, he's like a know, brick shit house. Yeah, he's you know twelve and one or something or eleven and one. I mean, people want two thousand dollars to fight him, and they're coming from out of town. They're not selling a single ticket, you know. So right. he'll sell a lot of tickets, but if it gets eaten up and uh, what you got to pay his opponent, then you've got the commission decides how many tickets you sold. They don't, you don't decide, and they take a percentage. So and they even decide what you sold them for. 
So really? I told him I'm just like comp 300 general admission tickets because I'm getting a piece of the alcohol money at uh, eight seconds. They're like, no, you're not comping anything. You're allowed uh, 5% or 10% of comps. Otherwise, I have to pay taxes on all those, uh, whatever, that 7% tax fee or whatever is 10% on those tickets. So if the tickets general admission are listed at 20, I'm paying a dollar 40 every time I give one away. Huh. You know, so if I get her tickets away, you know, now I'm in a hundred and whatever, $40 um, to just give tickets away to get people there, you know? So it's, uh, and then they're like, well, we don't believe that you sold those VIP for 25. Uh, they were listed at 60. So you still have to pay the 7% of 60. I'm like, well, I discounted because they bought three tables. Nope. What matters is what's on the actual ticket, not what you actually sold them for. You, wow. show them, you know, and beyond that, so you've got all that headache and all that stuff. And then you got eight seconds. They make a deal. They're going to give me 25% of the alcohol money. At the end of the night, they tell me, oh, yeah, we only sold $3,200 in alcohol. Yeah, bullshit. No, you didn't. No, <laughs> there was 1,000 people there, you know? Right. Um, and they want to like, oh, and by the way, they're going to be nice enough to tell me, oh, also, you have a $750 bar tab we took out of your money. And I'm like, what do you mean? I didn't drink a drink while I was there. Well, people were putting stuff on your tab. This is eight seconds saying this to me. I'm like, I didn't have a tab. I didn't give anybody try to renegotiate it as you're going. And then get mad at me after I put on two shows and lost 10 grand a pop. I was going to put on a kickboxing show out there and then had my main and co-main event pull out the same day, two weeks out. And then they wanted, you know, they didn't have, hadn't given me any money for tickets yet or anything. And uh, I didn't have to deal with the commission on this one, but I call eight seconds. I'm like, hey, I can't, uh, I can't do this. Like I said, my main co-main event, the guy selling all tickets on this. They just pulled out both of them. I don't have time. I've got two and a half weeks. Um, if it's MMA, I can get replaced. I don't know if they'll kick boss or do this or that. And then they throw a fit. Well, the show must go on, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't I just write you the ticket or like a check for $10,000 and hand it to you and then just save myself the headache, you know, mm-hmm. of losing money. You know, it's just like uh, they, there's no good venues in Indianapolis uh, to deal with. Like I said, eight seconds got greedy with me. You know, I really like those guys, but they got to a point they were impossible to deal with. They, yeah. I had a guy who wanted to put on a concert and fight at the same time. He was just going to give me $10,000 to handle the fight part. He was going to pay everything. He wanted to film it have a rock concert going on while the fight's going on. I didn't know how it was going to work, but the guy had big money. Uh, he flies all the way in from Las Vegas, and uh, eight seconds people no-show the meeting. Um, <laughs> you know, so I like have the guy fly in. I go out there. Oh, yeah, my basement flooded. I can't, uh, I can't make it. And I'm like, okay, well, he flew in for this meeting specifically. We scheduled this a month ago, you know, or whatever. Like, well, I don't know. Let's do it tomorrow. I'm like, oh, he's flying out tonight. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a guy who's a multimillionaire, like a big, you know, guy that's going to produce. He used to manage rock bands. He's going to do stuff. It's a James Jetta guy. I don't know if you remember him. He used to put on the Rock and Rumble or something here yep. in Indianapolis. Yep. So, um, but he flew in specifically to work that out. And then they start. I try to still work it out on the phone, and they're telling me, you can't bring in a band because that's competing with us. And I was like, what do you mean? Well, because we bring bands in here. I'm like, yes, but this guy's he's paying the band and the fighters, and you get all the alcohol money. He just wants to film it. Right. I don't understand what the problem is. You know, like, I don't understand. Well, that then we'll be bidding against ourselves. And I'm like, I don't, like, I don't, what does that mean? But, you know, I kept saying, like, I don't understand. Well, if he pays a band $10,000 to come, that's what they're going to expect next time. Uh, and I was like, well, it's your venue. You can pay whatever you want. Like, it's not, you know, just dealing with that. And then I called the commission, and they're like, uh, well, now, I heard you guys, the commission called me, we heard you guys were using MMA gloves for your kickboxing you got planned. Yes, we're still going to be kickboxers just with MMA gloves. Can't do that. That's MMA fighting. Wow. Wow. Any way to get that money. You're going to have to give us, we're going to have to sanction it if you're doing that. And I'm like, but they're not fighting on the ground or anything. They're kickboxers, which is a smaller gloves. Well, no, we want money then, you know? And it's just like, it just thing, they, they killed it. They completely killed the sport. Like you said, locally, there's nothing left. There's no, 
Right. I, I haven't seen a show here locally. I don't know what other than Josh Grinch puts them on. I mean, in Evansville or somewhere far down there, but in Indianapolis, I, I haven't been to one in a couple of years. No, know, so. I mean, the last one I went to, honestly, I think was the first LFC that you took back over. And it's right. been how long ago? Six years? That, four years ago, I think. Okay, four, yeah. It's been a while. So. Yeah, I did the one, and then I, I tried I tried again. I was like, I can do this, man. I can work this out. I'll cut the cost way down. My first one, you went to the very first one I did, right? Yeah. Where I had like 60 ring card girls there. That was a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told this girl if she could get me some girls to come work and like sell t-shirts and sell raffle tickets, I'd give her 50 bucks a girl she brings. She literally brought 50 people. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I meant like four or five, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like I didn't mean like 50. And then, uh, but so yeah, she had all those girls out there. That's what everybody, uh, never invite all your ex-girlfriends to come work for you one night either. That didn't <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of ugly. I dated him longer, like mad at me and stuff like arguing, like, why do you have this bitch here? You know, I would have came out and she was coming on my like, I'm just trying to, I just sent out an invite on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like I was just trying to get people to right. come. But it's, uh, yeah, it was, a, that, that was, a, so the second time around, I'm like, I cut all the costs, do all this stuff. And that's when eight seconds start talking there. Oh no, we we said thirty five percent after ten thousand. I said okay. So my original deal was ten percent of the the alcohol money. You tell me, you tell me that you only sold thirty two hundred dollars in alcohol with a thousand or twelve hundred people there, which I know is a lie because mm-hmm. my brother was on the LFCs out right. there. He said average night when he did it, which that's back when Johnny Reese was fighting. We had yep. some of the local guys could sell tickets, and they made maybe they had fifteen hundred people there instead of a thousand. He said the average night was twenty to twenty five thousand in alcohol sales. So, what they did was just print up a receipt from one register. They probably sold 3,200 at that one register. Right, at the farthest one. Stick me. Yeah, well, it's only 10%, plus you owe us $750 on your tab. And I'm like, so I owe you money on the alcohol? Yeah. So we, I told them I wasn't paying the tab. Well, we're not going to pay the money then, blah, blah, blah. So we renegotiated 35% of the alcohol. And then this time they're like, oh, no, that was over 10000 And I'm like, well, why would, why would I ever agree to that? If what you're saying is true and you only sold 3,200 last time, why would I agree to anything only over 10000 Right. You know, I said, you're obviously not going to sell it because this time I told him I want to see each register. I want to go around to each one because uh, I don't buy it for a second. You know what I mean? And I was going to have my brother's uh, person that worked for him that used to do that um, go around with me and make sure they weren't sticking me on it. But it was just, I mean, I had I had the girl at the door or the guy at the door eight seconds. I had one of my people working, one of their people working. Robin be blind. All the tickets, a bunch of tickets disappeared. They didn't know what happened to them. They didn't know. Imagine that. Um, because they, they insisted they have one of their people work with one of your people at the door. Mm-hmm. And so while my guy's putting on wristbands, somebody else is uh, taking my money, put it in their pocket, giving tickets. And then um, I said, I want to see the cameras at the end of the night. I said, because I have a bunch of tickets. And I said, oh, our cameras weren't working last night. Huh. I'm like, oh, that's convenient. Right. Right. So it's like the Jeffrey Epstein murder thing. Like all of a sudden, you know, like <laughs> working when there was stealing going on, you know, or whatever. Right. So they, I'm a little bitter at eight seconds if you can't tell. No, but, not uh, at all. Not at all. They can't tell. More so that they got me coming and going, and then they're mad at me, throwing a fit, running their mouth at me that I canceled 17 days out on the show I scheduled. After they stuck me the first two times, and after I had genuinely co-main event and main event both pull out like you know what i mean said, what are you what can i do you guys haven't put any money in promoted you haven't done anything you know right um what is your complaint you know and uh they uh yeah so i quit doing that but there's yeah they made it impossible i would i wouldn't be surprised if they if they this should come to where they can't justify having an athletic commission anymore um because you know they were playing on ufc coming every year and they get so they get seven percent of ufc's ticket sales and it's i don't know let's say they do a i don't know a couple million dollar gate uh, if they do a pay-per-view here a million and a half or whatever with that, let's say they, they make clear $100,000, $150,000 commission just that night, you know, off the UFC, that's their budget for the year. You know, I mean, that pretty much pays, you know, they only have, I think, three full-time employees, so that pretty much pays, you know, what they've got going on and um, their administrative costs. And then you have to pay, I mean, you've got to pay a doctor $600 
they only give the doctor 400, the commission keeps 200. You got to pay referees 200. They only give them 150. You got to have two referees there, uh, or no, three referees there. Even if you only have eight fights, you have to pay three separate referees. Uh, you have to pay a backup judge. You have to pay, I, had, I think I had six inspectors for six fights my first time, huh. something like that. So I have to pay inspectors $125 a piece to sign gloves. So each inspector signed two pairs of gloves. You got $100, $125 for doing I was like, I don't understand why I need six of them. Well, that's just what we wrote for the for the rules, you know. This and that. I'm like, oh, it works out pretty good for you guys when you get a piece of it, you know. Well, of course. So, um, but it's uh, it just got to a point. Yeah, like I said, Joanne is the new lady that runs it. She really tries to be helpful. She was uh, she was just an assistant back when I was doing it, but now that she's in charge, I said it's been easier. But you just can't make any money. I mean, it's uh, having an MMA promotion, a local one. If you don't have a TV deal that's paying you big money, it's like throwing a birthday party for yourself. Is what it's like. It's like you know, you're having a party. You're gonna have people fight at it, and you're gonna pay the bill at the end of the night. You know, and yeah. probably lose ten thousand dollars. So, right. Well, um, man, Sean, I appreciate you coming on tonight with us. Uh, it was it was a good talk. Um, hopefully, we can get you back on. Sometime maybe live okay. when we're at a at a different venue than the garage because this is uh we were downtown for a little bit they wanted to go a different way um, so we've been back here for a little bit so we're doing phone interviews so Sean I appreciate your time um, if you do get that podcast rolling let us know you know get okay. us get the guy dressed up as the eagle on there instead of the guy dressed up in the Michigan fan shit. Because he looks preposterous. Um, he looks like a winner of Notre Dame. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, I'm still – Sean, I'm a little bitter from last last weekend's debacle. That was ugly. But, man, any other shout-outs real quick that you got that you can think of? You want to give a shout-out to anybody by, before you go? Uh, no, I just like to thank myself for my hard work and dedication because without me, none of this would be possible. There you go. You want to you want to thank Brendan Schaub for giving you the, uh, the, comedian, the comedian front? <laughs> I'll tell you what, what what's gonna happen to me in shops, he's gonna get punched in the face one day. What's gonna happen by me when I see him in person? That dude, he always runs his he's been running his mouth about me since two thousand nine. He's always got little jabs in there he throws at me. Like he's on uh Rogan's podcast and Rogan's yeah. how funny I am and this and that and the shop's like, Yeah, yeah, is he still alive? Uh like always always got a little run his mouth about me. He's always saying something about me, you know, or whatever. So I started he won't he will not respond on Twitter. I think he's me. in love with you then, Sean. Dude, it's, it's, he's so jealous, and what's so crazy is that's what's so funny. Like, he's so insecure and so jealous, uh, especially when I was in UFC. We were both in UFC at the same time. He was always running his mouth about me. So we ended up – we got both got contacted, or I got contacted, I assume he did, by Spike TV. They were going to do – Spike TV had greenlighted a pilot for a show where it could be like Tosh.0, but with five videos, strictly five videos. They were going to have a, a pro fighter and a comedian, right? So they said, hey, do you want to come out and try out for this because I knew the producers of it from uh, they had worked on another fight I did in Texas long time when I fought was the main event out there. So I knew a couple of Spike TV people. They're also the same people who used to run um, Elite XC. So I knew them through mutual friends and uh, I go out there and uh, I started doing the audition. I actually wrote my own jokes because their jokes for the pilot were so bad. I was like, this is no way this is going to get picked up, you know, like no way at all. So like there's a video where there's two guys in India smacking each other in the chest over and over again. And one misses and hits the other one in the face. And their joke was like, talk about life smacking you in the face or something like that. I'm like, wait, what? That's kind of a joke. So <laughs> I changed it to, wow, that's going to leave a red dot. Like, that was my. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was <laughs> outstanding. And so I'm telling my jokes and all the comedians standing there watching me. I'll start laughing because I'm going off script. And, like, um, and I did a couple ad lib ones just off the top of my head. Just came up with something off the top of my head. Like, they're all cracking up. So the producer ends up asking me after. He said, hey, if you don't, uh, if you don't 
get the spot on the show and it gets greenlit, do you want to write the show? Do you want to write for it? And I was like, yeah, I could do that. He said, Where did you, how long did it take you to come up with those jokes? I came up with about 10 of them for these videos. I said, oh, I wrote them uh, on the flight out here. And he was like, wait, you wrote all those jokes for those videos on the flight out here? I said, yeah, like 30 minutes. It wasn't that hard, especially compared to what they were doing. Like, I wasn't going to tell them that, but they're the worst jokes I've ever heard in my life. They're like, it's like some job with you. So um, all that to say, I'm sitting out there. Adam Carolla's there because it's at his studios. He starts giving, he starts trying to teach Stefan Bonner how to box, not knowing who he is. Uh, Adam Kroll is giving him pointers because he saw uh, Bonner like shadow boxing playing around. He's like, hey, let me show you some stuff. So Kroll is trying to teach him how to box. I'm like, he doesn't know this guy fights in the UFC. Pointers, I'm like cracking up right in the inside, uh, which Kroll is a nice guy, but I just said cracking up. But he's like, he has no idea this guy's UFC fight. He's telling him, no, keep your shoulder dips, dude. You know, just the typical amateur boxer, like, right. you know, pro, like expert. So we're doing all that. So Shab comes walking in. All I hear is, go douche, real loud when he comes walking in. I was like, oh, God, it's that dude. And because um, I told him at some point, I told him I was going to smack him the next time I saw him when he was running his mouth down Twitter. I said, man, I'm going to smack you the next time I see you keep running your mouth. He's like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, blah, blah, blah. So he comes walking in, him and Brian Cowan, he's being real loud. And all of a sudden, he looks up at me and I see him. And uh, all of a sudden, his eyes can't leave anywhere but his Gucci boots. Like, he's looking directly down at the time. He doesn't say a word because he's not shot as – he was an okay UFC fighter, but he's not a guy that's going to fight you in the street. Like, he's just a pussy, really. Right. And uh, he, uh, he's looking down. He won't even look my direction. He starts walking the other way. And I go over and I introduce myself to Brian Callen. And then me and him end up reading together, like, doing the thing. And he's, like, I got him, like, cracking up because I kept insinuating he was gay um, and uh, saying stuff to him. And he said afterward, like, we're done. He goes, man, you are really, really funny. I was like, yeah, that's what they tell me. I said, uh, but when people tell me that, uh, your buddy over here wonders if I'm alive still, you know, or whatever. And uh, he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I don't like your buddy Shaw. Like, back and forth. And so, like, he's standing over at the other end of the building, you know, or whatever. So. Um, but that dude is always, I, I, I don't talk shit about anybody except Jesse Parsons. But no, I was going to say, Jesse anybody. and Brendan are the two that I've seen the most of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's something else. But yeah, he, uh, but Shab was always running his mouth, so I just told him, uh, I've been I've been trying to get him, try to bait him like hell on Twitter to respond and say anything because he thinks he's real witty. But like, dude, I, I'm going to light his ass up if he will respond, you know, or whatever, because I'm like, I'm undefeated on the internet still after all these years. Like, I may have been beating the cage a couple times, but never on the internet. So, <laughs> Um, I, uh, I can't wait, but yeah, I'll get him eventually. I've, uh, I mean, I've, I've asked him why his kid is still in diapers. He's got a four-year-old still in diapers. Um, you know, like I've tried everything because his, his wife or girlfriend, she can't help but put insanely embarrassing things online, not realizing how shameful they are, you know, <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's four yeah. and a half, still not potty trained. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm like, that's called retarded. That's what you're going to do. You know, whatever. <laughs> I, I think you and da- I think you and Damon months. would get uh, to get together and have a ball off of air. I, I really think you would. Not and no homo on it, but you guys right. would have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, again, uh, Sean. I, I'm sorry to cut you. Um, we have a lot of football to talk about now because I'm going to talk shit about his team. So All right. I appreciate you coming on. Damon appreciates you coming on, even though yes, he's, he doesn't know a lot as much as the MMA as I do because I kind of brought him into the scene here in local. But, again, Sean McCorkle, that is Big Sexy that we got on here, former UFC uh, fighter, contender, overseas fighter, local fighter, and uh, he is awesome. Sean, again, thanks for your time. Hope we can get you back on here. Awesome, right, man. Thanks, Sean. Have a good one. All right. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, got That's some, some good, good stories. Stuff. Yeah. I hope Brendan Schaub was listening. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Have I seen him on Ridiculousness? Yes. Yeah. He looks like a cake. 
<laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. All right, so a uh, quick rundown. Um, game seven, uh, World Series, Nationals, um, Houston. They're at the bottom of the first, and no one scored yet. Imagine that. Because <laughs> they've scored like in the first inning of all six games. So this ought to be interesting. Uh, right now, the stats say that the Nationals are going to win since no home team has won a game yet, which is outstanding. It's no, that game last right. night was ridiculous. Oh, uh, yeah. And I thought that was a horse crap call. Ugh. I thought that was a bad call. And the lady, I forgot what name her is. Name or her name is. Her. Hey, what I name? I forgot her. what her name is. She was, because I hadn't seen her before on ESPN, but she was on Get Up, and she was talking about the uh, that call. Like, when you lay down a bunt like that, the bunt momentum takes you into that, so you're running out. So he was in the path that happens all the time. They said that was more of a bad throw than him running the base path wrong. So they rewarded Verlander for throwing a bad pitch. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then Joe Torrey. That's like a, that's Joe like a participation trophy. rule thing, holding the book. That was ridiculous. That's like a damn participation trophy. Yeah, that was bad. And uh, another thing, uh, another quick update. Uh, Pacers are playing at Brooklyn right now. They are down four. 35-39 uh, in the second quarter. All right. So that gives us our local stuff They right need now. some shooting, man. God, they need some shooting. Uh, they do. They do. They need it bad. And, I mean, I know when Victor comes back, it's going to help a bit, but they need more shooting. Or at least one person who can knock down a shot or two people that can create their own shot. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with this triad with uh, the rookie and Miles and Sabonis. I don't know. I mean, it's still early. I guess they'll figure it out. You know, I think Brogdon is is like the key right now. I'm not too high on McConnell. But I think Brogdon and Holiday should be where it's at in the backcourt until Victor comes back to try to get some type of stabilization. But I feel that our bigs need to do a little more. Miles Turner, I mean, you're you're in a while. This should be a contract year for you. It should be your turnaround year. I mean, you've had your 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 baby year, so to speak. So it's time to for him to step up a little more. Um, you can't keep giving Drummond thirty and twenty. I mean, that's no. just that's just not what it is. Even though I do like the Pistons to do well in the East this year, but uh, I think the Pacers have a little bit more to do. Uh, we'll see how it goes if the front office tends to do anything. But, you know, the Pacers tend to be very stickler with their money. They don't spend it in the right areas. Um, Austin Crozier, uh, Jonathan Bender, um, any more names come to mind. So <laughs> I can pick a couple. I'm sure you can. So, I'm sure but, you um, can. They need to do something. You know, granted, it's still <laughs> earlier in, it in the season. And the East can go so many different ways. It's so wide open. Um, like I said last week, as of right now, I got the Pacers like around fighting for that seventh, eighth, ninth spot. So that's where I'm looking at for them. Um, yes, your Bengals do need help. We'll get to them in a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Back your bus up. Here they come. We'll <laughs> get to that in a minute. So um, I guess we got to do a quick rundown before we get into all that good stuff. Uh, but then again, don't forget to check out our brothers at uh, Checkers and Wreckers. Uh, Howdy and Tommy Boy and peek in on our eSports page as well. It comes along. It comes and goes. You know, they post. They don't. (laughs) 
So we're but, talking about the esports, not yeah, checkers not records. They're records. all over the place. So they're good there. Um, Wednesdays, Monsters of Dirt is getting ready to come up here in a little bit. Right after our show, I'd like to not say it's on now, but you can watch it and listen to us, and then flip on at nine o'clock or a little after nine o'clock Friday night when we go off. But uh, yeah, all right, get your butt kicked by butt kicker. <laughs> um, it is um, awesome. um, 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 yeah. So uh, another quick recap of the NBA before we get into it. We're going to do a little more talk of football this week. Um, as the weeks come along, they're starting to even out with the basketball and the football. So um, just a quick recap. A lot of exciting things going on in the NBA right now. Um, teams that we expect to be at the top are there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple surprises to me. Not too many. You know, uh, Atlanta's a big surprise right now. Granted, it's only a couple games in. Yeah, we're in the first week. But, you know, he Trey Young has been. Didn't he you know, get hurt? Doing, yeah, he got hurt last night. Say last and night he's yeah. going to be out a while. I think the MRI was negative. So That's good. It just now is on his healing process. But I think he's. I was one of the ones who wasn't very high on him coming into the mm-hmm. league. Uh, but, you know, towards the end of the year last year, and the workouts that I've watched over the summer and the preseason and the first two games, I think he's going to be a legitimate star in this league. Uh, you know, right now you can't really say too much about defense because not too many of them play defense as it is. Right. So that's it's, it's really all about scoring, and he fits right into this new style of NBA. Um, uh, let's see. Uh. The West, the West is right where, you know, we all figured it would be. Yeah. You know, I will say this. Um, if the Clippers are playing this well and Paul is not even <laughs> playing yeah, yet. Wait until he comes. They're going to be a nightmare. Yeah, they they're are. They're going to be a nightmare because they're ridiculous on defense as it is now. And then you add another top five defense, defender. They look pretty good. Um, across the Staples Center's. Amp Center, Anthony Davis did some ridiculousness did last night. Did you just night. say plural? I did. I did. <laughs> Anthony Davis did some ridiculousness last night. He had 40 points and 20 rebounds, and he went to the line Lord. 27 times. He went 26 from 27 from the free throw line, and he went 18 for 18 in the third quarter. That's some James Harden stuff. Damn. <laughs> I mean, that's some video game stuff. You go to the line Damn. that many times. Yeah. Yeah, so his, or his shoulder should be hurt. I bet, man. He shot but, a lot. Um, I think I, there's some good things going on with them. I think they need some outside shooting as well. Uh, LeBron probably needs to figure out more how to work this thing with Anthony Davis instead of just turning over the reins. I think they can be alpha dogs together. Uh, but he looks like he's more worried about trying to make sure his hairline stays in place. Did you see that? <laughs> AD from the bench be like, hey, dude. Great assist, bro. Right. (laughs) I'm going to say it like this. Like I said at the beginning, I just don't think that there's – something's going to happen in between the chemistry of those two, and I just don't think that – I know – my opinion is they're the second-tier team in L.A. right now. Well, it's obvious. It shows it. The uh, previous years Mm -hmm. have shown that – the Clippers have made the step to take over the L.A. scene, but the Lakers still own Tinseltown, and they always will until they win a championship. 
And so, I mean, yeah. It could be close. But, but you look at it like this. Game one uh, was Lake with Clippers, Lakers. Clippers were the home team. What's up, Daniel? When you watched the game, you saw more purple gold than you saw blue and red. Well, I mean, yeah, it's L.A. Like you said, that's L.A. Right. So you might be the better team on the court, but L.A. is still the Lakers' town. So For now. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a Doc they Rivers? It. Yeah. <laughs> but I do I do like how the Clippers have changed the mind state of their franchise. They're no longer the laughing stock of the NBA like they have right. been for so long. Yeah, that's Phoenix. Yeah, so I like how they're – how. They've managed that, mm-hmm. and they've done well in selecting the right owner who has the good culture, who wants to compete for that huge market out there. So it's anxious to see how this season is going to go along. I I'm really want to see how it finishes. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a good season. All right, so that's enough for NBA. All right. That's why all you guys have come here to talk about is football. Yeah. Why are you getting quiet, Damon? Why are you getting quiet, Damon? Because I don't want to. I don't want to harp on it. I want to harp on shit, it. Shit, bullshit. Or harp on it. Liar. I'm just Liar. Gonna, only thing I want to say is 14 years. <laughs> you have to stew for 14 years. Not only do you have to wait 14 years to even get a chance to pay back. You still have to sit on the fact that we were still the last out of the two to win a national championship. <laughs> yes, it was last century, but it doesn't really matter. But anyway, we're done with that. So football talk. NCAA. I'll listen to his ass when he sings the fight song from last year. Yeah. You bring back the tape. Roll it back. Oh, I will. <laughs> So, uh, first game up, we have number nine, Utah, who, just like Oregon, continues to hang around yeah. at that back end. Maybe, you know, you got Oklahoma losing. <laughs> did you hear what you just yes, said? Yes, I hang around back <laughs> I did. That's why I tried to flow through. Oh, no. I caught it. <laughs> you know, they're hanging around on that. He did, too. Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> they hang around on that tail. However... <laughs> the bottom half, however you look at it, of the playoff, of the playoff talk. You know, with Oklahoma losing, and then you got the big game next week with LSU and Alabama. Yep. You know, you still got Georgia and Florida coming up this week as well. So there's a, there's a lot of opportunity for both of those teams to still have a outside chance if another team slips up. Yeah. To uh, slide into that that third into or fourth tail in, end, right? into that fourth spot, <laughs> you know, it's going to come down to like we said that we we'll, for the Pac ten champ, Pac twelve championship game is going to come down to Utah and Oregon, and you can't really right now you can't really pick either one because both of them look great right now. They do. I so, mean, they're, they're both playing high caliber ball. Um, I still think Utah is a better team. They did have that one mistake. I can't remember who they played and lost to, but they did have that one, you know, fallback. And, you know, uh, man. What? Against Washington. I think Washington and Nebraska. Washington is in Nebraska's league. They're so overrated this year. Yeah, I said it. See, and you know what? I agree with you half. I think Washington was extremely he overrated. He agrees with tail half. 
the bottom half. <laughs> Washington was extremely <laughs> overrated, but I don't think Nebraska was. I yeah, just they think, were. I, I think if Nebraska had the ball bounce three different ways in a couple games, it's a totally different team. Just like I will say if that um, – if uh, – yeah, I mean, come on. If the, you want to like say that the, about Nebraska, like if the, like in the Notre Dame, Michigan game, if that uh, the kickoff, if your guy doesn't touch that ball, what a dumbass! There, there's a completely different oh, man, feel I'm, to that game because because so you get that ball, you're in, you're already in field goal range. You have momentum because of the block punt. At least you walk away with three points there, yep. which changes the game. So it was almost a ten-point swing, dude. I'm wait. I'm so. still waiting on Notre Dame to show up to the damn game. All right. <laughs> so I mean, but it comes down to uh, Utah has a three and a half favorite. They're three and a half point favorite in this particular game. I think they get that three and a half and a little more because I'm not really sold on Washington. I think Washington's five and three records should be more like um, two and whatever. <laughs> Me personally, I, so. I, you know, I thought Washington would would do a little bit better in certain games, like you said. Ball bounces this way; it's a whole different game. You know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, though. Uh, they they shouldn't have put themselves in a position just like Notre Dame did. That they shouldn't have put themselves in a position. To be down like that, and they did. They kept coming. They kept coming. They kept coming. We couldn't do a damn thing against it, but you know it is what it is. I'm still gonna pick Utah over Washington easily. Yeah, I am as well. And Daniel, we did talk about the World Series about 16 minutes ago. So if you'd have clicked on 17 minutes ago, I, I was gonna say it. I think he, I think he. Clicked on like right after we were done. Right after. Because I think I said, hey, Daniel Wells, what's up? Right. When he said, hey, yeah. what's up, guys? So we did talk about baseball, and I will go back to give you a scoring update so you are happy. There was scoreless when there we There is still score at the middle of the second. All right, there you go. There you go. Daniel Wells? Yeah, yeah, all the way. I don't know why you worry about baseball. The, the Tigers ain't in it. <laughs> Detroit fan? I'm sure he's a Detroit fan. Daniel was a pretty good pitcher down at uh, Paris. You know what I mean? I did go out and watch oh, a couple you went of to, games. You went to school with him? Yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah, so he was a pretty good pitcher. I think you've told me that before last he, time he was on. He reminded me of um, who was the, head, the heavier set of pitcher. Not CC, but old, old school. Dan. A pitcher named Dan. Back in the late 90s. Early two thousands. I, I can't mean, think a lot. Of that. Hell yeah, Roger Clemens was big at one time. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, damn. I don't know. I, I'll think of it like after. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so back to the games. Uh, next game up. Why did you pick this? I think it's going to be a good game. We picked the best games of the week. So you figure that Miami. And Florida State is going to be the best game of the week. I think it's going. They both I'm suck. So, I'm so pissed off at Miami. They both because suck. Because after that first game of the year, watching them play Louisville and how competitive Man. that game was, <laughs> I thought that Miami was going to be not win like the conference or anything, but be a, a decent team. This is their U, right? Yeah. This, this is their U. Yeah. What's this? L. 
<laughs> no, yes, I really think David Wells. That's David exactly Wells. Who okay, it David me Wells. Of. Yes. Okay. Here, here's the thing about this game, and this is why I picked it. It's an ACC rivalry. Yes. It's an in-state rivalry. Yeah. They do not like each other. No. It's a very, very close spread, and I yes. think it's going to be a damn good football game. And it if, might be. If I gave two shits about either team, I'd watch the game. But I really don't. But I might watch it just because there's a sense of these guys don't like each other. Is it a Thursday night game? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see a Sean McCorkle, Brendan, <laughs> Brendan Schaub type fight in that game. Yeah. You might. You know, yeah. It's the battle of the worst team in Florida. That's even worse than Florida Atlantic, Florida A&M, Florida Gulf Central Coast. Florida. Central Florida. <laughs> <laughs> University of Florida Central. <laughs> okay, so Florida State is giving Miami three and a half points. That's a, that's the home field advantage type thing. Yeah. I think this game will be better in a month when it's a month. A month? When it's uh, basketball season. Give me a fear of three. <laughs> this game, in a month, this game will be a lot better when it's basketball season. I get you. I get you. But you know what? I like football. I like watching hard-nosed football. These guys are going to be pounding each other. And, yeah, I said it. And <laughs> on the tail end. And I think Florida State's going to pull it out. I think they <laughs> – boy, I'm on a roll. I think Florida State's going to win the game by two. They do not cover the spread. All right, so safety is the win there. Astros are up one. Yep. Uh, I'm – I you know what? Just because Austin made such a big stint of how Florida State was left off of the uh, the best uniform list I posted the other day, so I am going to go with See, Miami. Maybe that's why <laughs> subliminally I picked this game just to give him a little, uh, yeah, give him a little help, uh, give him a little help. Just for all that bitching, I'm not going to go for you. I'm going for Miami. All right. What, what, what's the score? Or, 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 it doesn't matter. They got the points. Yeah. Okay. Miami. All right. All right. Now, game of the week. This is going to be a big game. Yes, sir. Number eight, Georgia. Bam. Six and one. Going to the swamp. The swamp. Florida. Seven and one. Boom. Boom. Florida has – Georgia's giving Florida six and a half. And I think that's a lot of points going into the swamp. I think it's a lot of points. Night game. You know, every game in the SEC, if it's a night game, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're the away team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, day game, you got a chance. You got a chance. Right. The students are just New, 12 starting o'clock game. Or, yeah. But 12 that night game, game, they've been drinking all day. All day. <laughs> all day. So, um, this is going to be a good one. This is very much Hold playoff. Hold on. I just want to throw out. I've had these notes on all day. Mm-hmm. And you're just now noticing the games I picked. No. I, you I were just saw, waiting I saw for this. The Miami, I Florida, and I didn't really pay too much <laughs> attention to it. Like, yeah, well, and then as I'm looking at it, like, wow. I'm sure, you know, Baylor or – West no, Virginia the, or see, I Penn don't, State. No, there or, was another game. There was another game I was thinking about, but I, I didn't. But obviously. I mean, I like this game because it has huge playoff implications. Implications. <laughs> implications. Especially in the SEC. Right. Um, 
and then next week you have the the LSU Florida um, LSU Alabama. Alabama. So this is huge in the SEC. Yep. So Georgia, I think, have been playing a little bit of hide myself a little bit. The that last was the other weeks. game I was thinking about. The Kansas Kansas State. Yep. Mm. I'd rather you do the Miami. Florida See. State. <laughs> See. Just bitch and complain, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know, Florida, I, I like, but in this matchup, I think they might be a little, little bit overwhelmed, and I don't think that Georgia's going to cover, but I think Georgia's is going to bruise them where at the fourth quarter, kind of how they did the, uh, the Notre Dame. Yep. How they just beat them up for, for three and a half quarters, and then at the end, it's just that they don't have enough left, and then it just – Georgia so you think wins. I think Georgia wins by three. Okay, so they don't cover. Man, I'm going to have to go against you on this one. I think Florida's uh, – I really think Florida's going to pull this game out. They are at the Swamp. It is a night game. and Is it a night game? No. That's a 3.30 game. That is a 3.30 game. But still, they've been drinking since 7. So the, it's eight hours worth of drinking. Man, Fans are drinking since it. Wednesday. Well, that's true. They're starting right now watching our show. Um I think Florida pulls this out. I think Florida pulls the upset. I think Florida moves up in the polls. I think Florida wins by four. You think Florida moves up? So who in the top five is going to lose? Doesn't matter, obviously, if they win or lose because we've seen the polls go up and down off of a win regardless. Of we the did see them go up and down, but if this win is going to be big enough for them to jump the five teams in front of them? No, I didn't say they're going to move up to first. I just said maybe they'll be in the top, in the fourth spot maybe. I don't so know. So you think they're, this, this win will move them past Penn State and uh, who is it? Maybe they Maybe they do jump Penn State. Maybe yeah. they do jump Penn State. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's possible. It's it, it's far fetched, but it's possible. And I can still see. I'm still saying Florida's going to win the game. Okay. All right. Georgia, Florida, Florida, Georgia. There we go. Isn't that a a TV That's show? A, oh, on, isn't it no, like a? Isn't, it like isn't a, that a band? Florida Georgia Line. There you go. There you go. I was thinking about that other dumb show. On you put all you put MTV. us country country music lovers together. We'll figure it out. <laughs> get her done. We'll get her done. Hey, real quick, just another shout out to uh, our boys over at Checkers and Records. Before we get into the NFL picks, Checkers and Records, check them out. Check out the Monsters of Dirt at uh, iRacingMonstersOfDirt.com. Check out uh, if you have a resume, if you have a, co- a cover letter, if you want, if you got a editorial you want to uh, post uh, at the next uh, newspaper magazine you know anything that needs a little editing or proofreading uh, check out typoedits.net olivia castle i about called her olivia lee but she's olivia castle now is uh awesome at editing your stuff and if you use the promo code bw sports one you get 40 percent off so check out typoedits.net now. 40% is pretty good. It is. It and is. it's pretty good that we have a promo code. It is. And you know. I just want to remind you guys of that. Yes, promo codes are cool. Do you know? Do you want to sell your house? Do you know anybody that wants to sell your house? You don't want to sell your house because you just bought yours just like we bought ours. Right. Hey. Right before you get to that, yep. Daniel's on it today. Hey, He's Daniel's like, 
No, there was this bar. And uh, see, we went to school in Paris. Well, down the street is Commerce, Commerce, Texas, where East Texas State is. There was this little bar that we went on Thursday nights. Like the whole town went. Yeah. <laughs> it was called Little Bit of Texas. Ah, uh, okay. That's where they had, I think it was, what was it, Dan? Dollar uh, 25 pitchers. Oh, shit. So there was. That was thank the God, that you guys Thank God there was no cell phones. <laughs> there was no cell phones back at that time because you would have had me. That's how old he is. You would have had me with two pitchers boot scooting around this little circle bar. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen. Oh that. man, we had a we had a ball. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, and even with that time uh, we got in a bar fight. Well, I think that was a basketball team. I don't think that was the one time the whole basketball team went down there. We ended up getting in a fight with some of the football players at East Texas State, and some of us had to spend the even the night in, in the, the fun zone in the in the fun house. Man. I have never, I've been, you know, unfortunately, I have been behind those situations before. But this was the first time I was really afraid of being um, detained. (laughs) This sale looked really bad. It looked like I could just push it over. So I was waiting for the good old boys to come in in with the horses now to pull the wall off. You in Texas now. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) Hey, but real quick, if anybody wants to sell their house, buy a house, uh, check out Mary A. House. She is a super agent. She is with Modular Group. Uh, 317-410. Damn it, I lost it again. Hang on here, folks. It's it's scrolling, but I, sh- I, I just saw it scroll on the TV or on the uh, on the thing here. Uh, shit. Damn it, man. Why do I do this? Why do I do this to myself? There we go. 317. 317- Four one zero six four five six. That's three one seven four one zero six four five six. Mary A. House Super Agent. Contact her today. All right, so we got a little bit of time left. Let's dive into these NFL picks. Um, so there goes the time. door, folks. Hold food on. Food time. It's time for the food. Ready? It's the food. Hit the button. Hit the button. Not this button. Hit that button. <laughs> so um, we'll start a wow. We really don't have these are all quality quality games. So since we have the Colts asterisk in the house, I am going to say the Steelers are coming to town and I'm not real confident. <laughs> Actually the Colts are going to the Steelers yes. town, right? Yes. Colts are going to okay. Hinesville. Okay, yes. And yes, do you have a running back? And I don't know. <laughs> I don't they, they know. They did say, what was it? His, I mean, we're uh, dead. His AC joint. Yeah. For Connor. Ooh. Uh, Snail, who was uh, the Kentucky running back last year, he's hurt. Um, Sandals. Sandals. <laughs> Samuels is hurt. So, I don't even know who the – I don't even know we have four running backs on the roster. Man. So, there's there's a chance Connor might, but I, I don't think he should. But who knows? I mean, your wife just said you are a house divided this week. Yeah, and it's not like we have, like, a whole bunch to look forward to. I mean, yeah, we beat Miami. You know, we beat a team that was obviously tanking. 
You did. You know what I mean? I have never seen a wide receiver that wide open on third <laughs> and 22 ever in my football fandom. What was that one? Was it MTV, the Daria or Nickelodeon? The one that started Dory, not Dory, not the, not Dari, the Dari, you, Daria. You know, yes, no, I know what you're talking she, about. The ball goes by and just. That's what exactly <laughs> it looked like. Oh man, this was that was that was bad, and I feel bad for Takeev Ali. Ali, we're gonna send your ass to Miami. But I don't think he ever plays a game. No, I think he's done. I don't think he plays a game. I think he's he done. goes down there, gets that money, they buy him out. And he sits on the bench. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him on a playoff roster, though. Did you in know Miami? I mean? No. No, they'll buy That's him right, out. Man. Who? A key to No, who? Miami will buy out his. Will buy out the Where contract. is he going to end up? I don't know. That's what the question was. I don't know. Who needs a corner? <laughs> there you go. I do. <laughs> so, so, what's the spread on the Colts? And uh, one. For the Colts. One. Yes. So, I mean, but this is, you know, this is a scary game for both teams. One is scary for the Colts because you have such struggles against Pittsburgh. The last three games that you played at Pittsburgh, you've given up total combined points. I think it's 130. Yeah. So, it's not looking very good. Granted, a couple of those games, uh, Luck was hurt. A lot of defensive issues. Um, But the the coins have flip-flopped. Now Pittsburgh has all the injuries and how all the the unsecurities in quarterback play, offensive line play, which was supposed to be their strength. The defense is looking better. The defense keeps them in games, but I don't know how it's going to turn out. So we'll see how it goes. I'm going to stick with my team as always. I'll be watching it upstairs. The wife will be watching it downstairs. That's the way it goes. <laughs> and I'm going to go against you. I'm going to pick the home team. I'm going to go with the Colts. By six. Okay. Right, I'm just I being mean, honest. I, I don't like you said. <laughs> I don't know who's going to be the running back. I don't know who's going to be in the backfield. A lot no of questions. Clue. I mean, you're down to your third Fourth, string quarterback. Third string. Well, no, 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 no. Mason's. Uh, sec- no, he was a second. Yeah. yeah. So your backup quarterback, your fourth string running back, yep. your practice squad running back, damn near. Yep. And. I don't know what other injuries you guys got, but still, I mean, I mean, it was like it's like the offensive line is hurt since all of them are back, but all of them are playing like it's their second year. You well, know what well, I mean? Right. So you got offensive line issues. Defense is the only thing that's playing halfway decent. I thought y'all was gonna get beat by Miami on Sunday. At Monday, one Monday. point in time. Monday. Yes, Monday. Yeah. At one point in time, as you, you saw, pissed. I was. <laughs> Yeah, you like, a really? irate. How are you going to lose to a team that's obviously trying to lose and doesn't care? Man. Well, I mean, but we have Man. to, before we get into anything else, because they've been patient with us, we have to talk about the Bengals. What a debacle yesterday was for them in the tread deadline. Wow. You don't trade A.J. Green. I don't care if he wanted to stay there or not. You, you get something out of him and let him go somewhere where he can be a winner for once. Yeah, what's that? They don't you know? remember what that's like. And then you don't trade Andy Dalton, and then you bench him. Bench him. Why don't you just trade him? Who's really going to want Andy Dalton right now? I mean, was, was there actually people wanting him? I don't know if anybody was wanting him or not. I mean, I mean what, why would you want him, honestly, right now? I don't know. 
Uh, Andy I Dalton mean, is like I seen somebody post. I don't know who said it. It's another Carson, Carson Palmer type deal where yeah, got, I saw that. I mean, he got hurt and he just never he was gone and he went to Arizona and he got hurt again. Yeah, Andy but, Dalton, man, he has been so up and down for his past, his his first few years. He was kind of up and down. He had what one good year when he had a uh, Hushmanzada and no, that was Carson, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Carson. So Andy Dalton has. He's not really had a lot to to work with, but you got it. You have Green, and he uses him, and he uses him. Well, you it's, had it's uh, like when AJ Green gets hurt, Cincinnati goes elsewhere, or Burfick hits somebody, yeah. and they go elsewhere. You I had think, Eifert too. I think a lot of yes, they did. I mean, you had Eifert. I think a lot of their issues consistently running over backs? the years has been management. Well, you you're not putting you're not putting the people in place to make great decisions. You know, you keep looking at the AFC North, and it's always Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Never talk about Cincinnati. They never talk about Cleveland. And there's a reason why, because you guys, organizations, don't take care of your fans, your team. You know, like I heard some analysts talking today, when they played Cincinnati, they game plan for A.J. And they said, no one really game plan for Andy Dalton. So if we take AJ out the game, Andy Dalton's out the game, period. Right. And that's how Pittsburgh approached it. So um I wish her <laughs> luck on her endeavors of cheering for her team, but Cincinnati is just not a good football team, but they're better than Miami. Well and one I of don't them, know, man. And one of them You think is Cincinnati's going, you think Cincinnati's better I'm, than Miami? I'm picking the game now because they play second to the last game of the season because I looked it up. <laughs> Because I wanted to know if we were going to have two teams this year nope. finish 0-16. Nope, they play each they other. They play each other last game of the season. And I'm picking Cincinnati. Oh, man, I know. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> no, I'm so, I'm going to pick Miami on that. <laughs> Who's playing? <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's, it's just, it just going to be Fitzpatrick throwing to Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> Fitzpatrick. The, the miracle. Fitzpatrick hands it off to Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Runs for Fitz. <laughs> Flea flicker back to Fitzpatrick. Look, Fitzpatrick's wide open down the down the line. Oh, my gosh, he caught it. Touchdown, Dolphins. All right. So And then we woke up. <laughs> then we woke up. And so now we come to the game of the week. I've actually got something I'm going to probably I'm gonna try to put together before uh, football games start tomorrow. Of uh, my uh, breakdown of the top five teams, my top five teams for the NFL, and I have a little bit of work doing on this Patriots because I did put the Patriots at number one. One, I did that only because they were the defending champs. Two, they have Tom Brady. Three, they always seem to keep winning where you don't know more than four people on the roster. <laughs> can't lie there but uh one of the negatives that i did bring out with them is the fact that like san francisco they haven't really beaten any good teams i think um if my note if i remember they've beaten one good team uh new york i mean new england's beaten one good team but in their last eight games they have Five, six of those games are against winning teams, and three of them are at home. 
And one of those games is our game of the week is Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Now, Baltimore has an offense that can push New England's outstanding defense, and and it gives them a dynamic that they haven't seen. And I'm anxious to see how uh, the mastermind, Bill Belichick, works it when they're known for taking away your best threat. So how are you going to um, make Lamar Jackson unproductive? is what I'm waiting to see. Are you going to get the pressure from the front four like most people don't get without blitzing? San Francisco is another team that does that, that blitzes well with their front four. Mm -hmm. So I'm anxious to see how that works out. But Baltimore is looking pretty good, man. They're sitting at the top of the AFC North. They got two games up on Pittsburgh. Can you believe it? Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? How pitiful is that division falling? But they got two games up on Pittsburgh, and they can, they can set it. They can put themselves in that top five of teams in the NFL if they were to be able to knock this game off. I like their chances, being at home, but something about Tom. I just don't think he's ready to lose this year yet. <laughs> no, I don't think he's ready to lose. I don't. Um... We talk a lot of in college being trap games, you know. In NFL, there's nothing. There's no such thing as a trap game. You guys are all professional teams. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I think Baltimore could could win this. Very well, good. I I, th- I really think Baltimore can win this game. I think. What's the spread on it? Three and a half. And it's at Baltimore. It's at Baltimore. Man, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Baltimore in this one. I think they're gonna pull it out at home. Yeah, I w- I would love to pick Baltimore in this I game. Can, I think they will, but I can't one because they're in my division, right. and two, Tom Brady went to Michigan. <laughs> I want to ask all of our listeners real quick before we get into the other. We got one more game, right? No, that's the last. Oh, game. that's it. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you guys a question, and this is how we're gonna leave tonight on this note. Okay. <laughs> Tom Brady, for instance. Yes. Right, Tom Brady. He went to Michigan. He did. Damon is a Michigan Wolverine fan. Do you support – let's put it this way. If Tom Brady was on Baltimore's team, okay, he's a Ravens quarterback. Now, New England and, and Pittsburgh's got a nice rivalry, but it's nothing like the AFC North rivals. Right. Especially Baltimore. Tom Brady's the quarterback of Baltimore. Are you still a Tom Brady fan just because he went to Michigan? Yes. Why the fuck is this true? <laughs> I don't get it. So you don't cheer for none of your Notre Dame people when they leave Notre Dame? I mean, yeah. I, I say, hey, you know, cool, you know, right on, right on, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm a little biased because I met Kyle Rudolph at, mm. at, at my cousin's uh, wedding, but I told him then, I said, man, I'll root for you all the time, but when you're playing Philly, I can't. I mean, that's fine. You know, it's, I, I, I treat it like fantasy. You know what I mean? I, I want these guys to do well the I next want level. I do well, but. But, you know what I mean? I'm still going to root for my team. You know what I mean? And so put it put it in this instance. I'm about to drop the F-bomb on put your it, boy. I'm, obviously, I'm a Pittsburgh fan. You heard me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, choke him up. <laughs> obviously, I'm a Pittsburgh fan. Obviously, I'm a Michigan fan. 
it was very hard for me to cheer for that dude. <laughs> How do you cheer? It was very it was very hard. It was very hard. I don't really cheer. See, even if I play fantasy and it's like if if you know what dude I'm talking about. Huh? Brian Shazier. Yeah. Yeah, it was very hard. I was angry when they drafted him, but I know he's a good football player. You know what I mean? So I I will never get his jersey. <laughs> because why? Because he's a he school went to that school in Ohio. That is correct. <laughs> you know what I mean? My my college roots runs a little deeper well, than see, my than my NFL roots. See, I'm I'm different on that. I'm I'm on the flip. Obviously, if I'm having to rank my teams, Philadelphia Eagles far from any far from second. They are top uh, football, college football, Notre Dame, but College basketball, I'm a Carolina fan. You know, Chuck's going to get you. I don't care. I'm the 10-team pony, man. 10-team pony. I'm the 10-team pony. Yeah, I mean, my 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 allegiance is I, I run Michigan number one over everything that I, I ever cheer for. And then it's Pittsburgh, and then everybody else just falls in the line. You know what I mean? I cheer Lakers. I cheer Pacers. But, see, everybody but, thinks I'm a Carolina fan because of Jordan. It had nothing nah. to do with Jordan. That was, like I said before, Vince Carter, Antoine Jameson, that's what got me into Carolina right there. Yeah, that's pretty good. I liked Carolina just a little bit before your time. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, you remember watching Jordan play in there. I do, but I didn't. Well, I mean, you, you, know young. I mean? you were still young. Yeah, I was still young. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, mean, I do only, remember. What, six years difference? Seven. Not too many. Yeah. But, I mean, I do remember. Two, but, two, two draft classes. Right, but my Carolina days came more with, Rashid and Montross and well, Rick I Fox. I remember them. Those you were know. more of my North Carolina well, I mean, days. I mean, I remember Montross. I don't remember really much of Fox and, and uh, Wallace. You know, it was all the, the same time. team. Wallace came late. That Montross, Montross, that Montross team? team was George Lynch, Rick Fox. Um, well, see, Montross just stuck out to me because yeah, he, Montross he was, was that team. Yeah, yeah he was on that here. team. The uh, Wallace team was. It was the right next before team with Antoine Jameson was before Carter. It was yeah. Right before Carter, yeah. yeah. Jameson was a year before Carter. Yeah. yeah so I mean, I kind of remember that time. But wow. <laughs> I kind of remember that time, but like I said, I, I man, the dude is awesome. He's played four decades, yeah. four, di- four different decades. Yeah, that dude's phenomenal, man. Yeah, it's, and 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 playing. It's not that he's, he's not in the, the league. Bench. No, he's, he's playing, playing. Yeah, and he's so. still dropping them. But back to your original question, I mean, I do, I mean, my allegiance, I, I tend to do the college thing more because that lasts with you more. When you're when you're a Notre Dame Irish or you're a Michigan Wolverine or you're a Buckeye from the school in Ohio, those ties and those bonds last, you know, to me, I think they last a little bit longer <laughs> because with the NFL, it you got a favorite now. team. Yeah. Well, I don't think it has. I don't think it has anything to do with it. I think with them being able to pay, with these guys being able to get money off their likeness, I don't think it's going to change any of the complexity of the recruiting for teams because you can sell your likeness at Harvard, you can sell your likeness at Alcorn State, just as well as you can at Notre Dame or USC. It's still the same. I don't think it's going to change any competitive balance. Well, me personally, I know since we've worked some stuff out, we are going to have to do a little segment show um, on the podcast, a little audio podcast about this uh, 
this um, topic here in the next couple of days. So yeah, but don't. Uh, but just for some of you people who just read headlines and don't really read, read into, into it, read into it. It doesn't really go in effect until twenty twenty one. So uh, is it twenty twenty one or twenty yeah, two? Is either one is still a while away. No, twenty two is the G- and and they haven't. Yeah, twenty 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 two is when you when don't they, have to go through college system. They can for the NBA, yeah, yeah, right? Okay, so it it's not like it's a like voted on anything. They basically came in and said that we are going to allow these talks of how we're going to adjust the rules for it. Right. So they haven't really come out and said, "Yeah, you're going to be able to make money." And I've always and I've said this since we They got to do it soon because EA Sports is wanting to make a, make a game. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've said this since we first started talking about it. Um I think this is going to be where the N- the NCAA separates. Somehow this is going to separate. And I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but it is, but I don't know. Fizzle, fizzle. fizzle you know I me mean? and and like I said, I don't have a problem with them trying to be able to make some type of money off themselves. But as soon as you use the image of your university, it becomes null and void. So if you want to sign a sign a jersey that has your name on it that's blue and gold, that's fine. But as soon as it has anything that has to do with a university on it, then it becomes property of the university, and that's where I have a problem with it. So I agree. If you want to sell a bat, Wilson basketball with your autograph on it, go do it. But if that Wilson basketball has the emblem of the school on it, then it's over it. I can see what you're saying. All right. What do you think? I think. Fantastico. But it's not as awesome as you with this beak on your head. <laughs> That's right. We got the Bears this week, baby. <laughs> All right. So. Awesome. Thanks, you guys, for hanging out with us yeah. again on another excellent Wednesday show. Uh, we want to send a shout-out and a thanks to our special guest. It was awesome to have him on there to hear a little What's bit of talk. What's his nickname? Uh, the, the one that I won't say. It starts with an S and ends with a Y. But it was a pleasure being able to talk to him and yes. to hear a, a little bit of ins and outs about some of the stuff that you normally don't hear about how you put on a, a MM fight and some of the crap that goes on. Yep. So it was very informative and we enjoyed it and we and enjoyed you coming We're just going to let you all know that if we get the opportunity to get Sean McCorkle and Brendan Schaub in the same place in the same time, we are going to video that shit. I'm going to instigate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to poke the bear. Yeah, you're going to do bear. a cake with the Louis Vuitton shoes on. <laughs> Gucci. <laughs> Gucci. said you was looking at your Gucci boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. This is Black and White Sports Wednesday Night Live every Saturday. Or, bleh, every Saturday. Yeah. Every Wednesday night at 730 Eastern Standard Time. Remember, this weekend is Daylight Savings Time. We fall back and... I have every all the kids have a safe Halloween tomorrow. It's going to be a little crappy weather around here. Hope you stay warm. Hope you stay dry as you can. Get as much candy as you can. And did you did you see Tommy Checker on the, on the Tommy Boy on the show the other day talking about the uh, the people handing out the candy with drugs in it? 
Listen, Did drugs cost too much that? money for me to just give them to <laughs> your kids. That. I know. Come on. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Like, I'm just going to take 30 grams. It's like, oh, I'm just going to give it to a bunch of kids. God, <laughs> I mean, if you got it like that, why don't you pass it out to people who are really in need of it? Yeah, there's a couple of never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but we know what we do. We keep it sporty, Indy. Bam. Hit the button and let's get about this. Caw! Caw! Oh, blue. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly, baby. <laughs>